I'm Dr. Joey Cosgriff. I'm one of the um, intensive care unit physicians here at Waterbury. Today we're going to be going through how to place a um, internal jugular catheter. We're going to start with talking about the indications and the potential complications. Then we'll we will familiarize you with the kit um, and the, the checklist of things that you'll need to do the procedure. Then we will have a video of placing a mock triple lumen on a model so that we can look at the anatomy and we'll be using the ultrasound machine to help us with that. There are five main indications for uh, triple lumens. The first is for hemodynamic monitoring and the ability to get a CVP and a venous sat. The second is for medications or fluids that can't go through a, a peripheral line including TPN and vasopressors. Third is for transvenous pacing for someone who needs a temporary pacemaker. Fourth is hemodialysis or CVVH. And the fifth indication is for when we can't get any peripheral access. Of note, 18-gauge um, peripheral catheters are uh, preferable to triple lumens when you're trying to infuse very quickly normal fluids because they are a wider lumen than the triple lumen catheter. The complications can be broken up into acute and later complications. The acute complications include bleeding, usually if um, the carotid artery is hit. Second is pneumothorax, and finally is arrhythmia when the wire is being fed. The later complications include infection and clot. So starting out with the checklist, the first thing to do is get consent either from the patient or the decision maker for the patient and when you go through the consent you should discuss the potential complications including primarily bleeding, pneumothorax, or an infection. Uh, the patient's labs including the coags as well as platelets should be evaluated prior to placement of the line. So we'll start first with our sterile technique. The first thing that you'll do after you've identified the site is to use chlorhexidine preps um, at the site. The two at least should be used. The, then we'll start with sterilizing ourselves and that includes wearing a cap as well as a mask with a face shield. We will also have a sterile gown and sterile gloves. You should probably bring in two pairs of gloves to each procedure. We'll then sterilize the patient, including a full drape for the patient, and then we can start with the procedure checklist. The kit will include a, another sterile drape with a fenestration in it, and this will be used. There will be um, a 3cc syringe that to draw up lidocaine with, and this will include a small syringe that will be initially used to numb the skin and then a larger needle to further anesthetize as well as use as a finder needle. The 1% lidoc lidocaine will be in the kit. Then the larger needle is on a syringe with a blue insert which is where the wire will go through. The wire is as visualized here with a C-shape to the end of it. The, once the wire is in place, you will need to use a, the scalpel to make a smaller um, nick in the skin before the dilator is used. This is the dilator. 
Finally, this is the actual catheter, which has three ports. And just important to note that the brown port is where the wire will come out. Once the catheter is in place, the white and blue port will be the white port will be sewn in and the blue port will be anchored on at the site of the insertion of the catheter. And you have the needle with, um, with uh, thread on it to sew it in. The three, you have these three caps are not in the kit, but they, you can get them from the nursing station and they will be, they will replace the ends of the catheters. Finally, you will have flushes. Important to note that only the saline inside of the flush is sterile. Therefore, this whole thing cannot be opened up onto a sterile field. Only the saline can be placed into the sterile field. Okay, this is our site, right? It has two different ultrasound probes. The, this ultrasound probe is for the bladder scans. We will not be using this. It's very wide. The, the scan that we're using is this one here. It's narrower. The right side of the patient is, should be lined up with this side of the ultrasound as compared to this side. So it's a side with the, lar the larger knob. That side will coincide on the screen with the green dot. So you'll have your sight right to the, this to the right side of the patient and this correlates to the right side of the patient. The on button is underneath on the top left hand side and you just press it right under there. In order to make sure that you have the correct probe on, you need to check to make sure our smaller probe, this one that we're using, is a a attached appropriately. If it's not, if the bladder scan is attached, the way to remove it is underneath here, you pop this and turn it and it just comes right out. And then you place it back in and turn it. That should be done when the sight right is off. So the patient is in Trendelenburg. If you're going from the, for the right IG, you're at the back of the bed on the right side. In terms of anatomy, the um, internal jugular can be found in the triangle that is made up by the medial aspect of the sternocleidal mastoid and the lateral aspect of the sternocleidal mastoid. The medial aspect inserts just at about the notch and the, the lateral aspect inserts at the middle part of the clavicle. You can see that this triangle, here's the medial aspect, the lateral aspect, and here's where they meet. The, uh, the carotid is just medial and the internal jugular is just lateral to that. We start with the chlorhexidine swabs. And you sterilize a large area. And then you can proceed with the rest of the sterilized technique. To start with, you have the hat on and the mask. For the purposes of the video, I'm going to take the mask off, but this should always be worn. You'll start placing your sterile gloves on. 
never touching without being in sterile. You will gown yourself. There's a sterile gown that's been already opened. You hold the inside of it. You'll ask someone to close the back for you. You'll take your full drape that's already been opened and is sterile, place it on the patient, open it up here. This is your initial drape. You'll go to the kit, which has also been opened for you already. So this is sterile here. And there will be a smaller drape with a fenestration. You can pull this back because you're in a sterile field here. You take the fenestration and lay it in the area that you've prepped as so and then open it up so you now have a sterile area so if someone has opened up, given us the sterile site right kit, you'll take the sterile gel, place it in the bottom. You'll place the site right into here. You'll grab the end of the site right. So this is now part of your sterile field. So your site right is now sterile. You'll take the rubber band, place it around just to keep it tight. Again, you have the notch to the patient's right side as we described before. And you will, you have placed gel on the patient as well, some sterile gel on the patient. And you can visualize the vessel and the artery. When you compress, you can see that the vessel, comp the vein compresses and the artery does not. It continues to pulsate. For orientation, this green portion is matched up with the right side of the patient where you have the marking on the, on the site right. So here is the vein and there is the artery. You can see when you press down, you compress the vein and you don't compress the artery. So some sterile saline has been placed in your kit. You will draw up some sterile saline so that you can flush the port. Each port, we're only going to flush one, but each port should be flushed. You can see the saline go out and then you close this off. You'll do this for each port. The reason you do this is to assure that there's no air in the system. 
you will take off the cap to the brown port once they've all been flushed. So you will also have some lidocaine drawn up. This is 1% lidocaine in your tuberculosis syringe. You will numb the area. You can use the Sonocyte to decide again where you're going to go. You know that you're going to go right here because there's where your vessels are. You'll numb up the area. Then you will place a little larger needle on the syringe and continue to numb up. Always remember when you're numbing up the needle, you pull back as you're advancing to assure that you're not in a vein or an artery. Once the area is anesthetized, you take your larger needle, which has the, the blue aspect in it, and you will use your sight right again you should probably be having another person holding the site right for you. You will determine where you're going to go. You go in and once you get blood draw back, you will take the wire. And you want to feed the wire the way that the uh, blood vessel goes. So you want to make sure that your C is going in the area that the vessel goes. Now we've moved to show the um, placement of a, the needle into the phantom vein using a phantom model. Again, on the site right, the groove is on the right side of the patient or the phantom. The larger needle will be used on a 5cc syringe. You can either use this syringe or you can use the syringe that's blue, which the needle will, the wire will be fed through directly. We're going to show for this example using the needle on a syringe without the blue portion. The bevel will be up and the needle is injected into the phantom limb. You can see as the needle is going in that it's there's a white area just into the blood vessel and we're getting blood returned back. To demonstrate the final portion of the procedure, we have another model here. And again, we can use either this syringe with a blue um, part to it which allows us to feed the wire directly through the syringe or you can use a syringe with a needle on it. So we're going to demonstrate with the needle on the syringe without the blue aspect. The needle is again still in the vein, you're getting blood draw back. You unscrew the syringe and you thread the wire, again watching that the C aspect goes into the body correctly. Always holding the needle. You will thread the wire through. Always keeping a hand on the wire. Watching for the end of the wire to come out. Okay, so now you have the end of the wire in sight. So you can remove this. So now you're in the vein. Someone will be watching the monitor and letting you know if there's any tachycardia. 
If there is, then you can just pull the wire back slightly. It probably has gotten into the RA or the RV. With the scalpel, and with the needle still in, you'll take the scalpel and make a bit more of a bite in the skin. You should do this with the needle on because the needle gives you something to rest the scalpel on. You will have some gauze with you. So you've made your incision with the scalpel holding the wire, holding the wire all the time. You remove the needle. You then take the dilator over the wire. Again, always having the wire in a hand. You dilate through the skin. You don't need to go all the way in the, with the dilator. Probably about halfway is fine. You remove, again, remove the dilator, always holding the wire. You take the catheter, which has the brown port open. You feed the catheter over the wire. Again, always holding the wire. You are feeding the wire back through the catheter. Once you see the wire come out of the brown port, you feed the catheter in. For the IJ, you can go to about 15 centimeters. Once you get there, you remove the wire and you check for blood return in each of your ports. You'll check blood return here and then you'll flush the port. So we would have saline in here. You would open this one up, check for blood, good blood return. If it's present, then you flush the catheter and then close this off. Now you have a closed system. You then take the cap that had been placed on your sterile field for you and place it on. You'll do that with each of your three. You will then go to sew in your catheter using the white port first. So the white clip has been placed at the site of insertion. So we're going to sew in the white portion first. We're going to use this as the pretend skin. You take a bite with your needle, always being careful of your fingertips. You take a bite, you go through here, you pull the needle through and in order to go through the white port you always use the back of the needle first. So the back of the needle goes towards you, never the front of the needle. This goes through and then you can place the needle here, it's away from you, and you tie it down. Typically I do at least three. You don't want to do it extremely tight to the skin because in most cases the patient is going to get edematous, so you leave a little bit of room. You do that three times, three knots. You then, you then cut this and repeat on the other side. So this will be sewn in twice. Once that's sewn in, you clamp this down with the blue aspect. Clamp that to the skin. Finally, you make one more needle stick with a loop for this blue portion and that anchors down fully your entire IJ. You will then remove your 
sterile area. And you will place a tegaderm to hold it down. Once the triple lumen is placed, a chest x-ray should be ordered and should be checked for pneumothorax as well as for line placement. So good luck. We hope that this video has helped you to be more comfortable with placing triple lumen catheters.